Hey guys, just a friendly reminder that my Patreon is now available for subscription. This Patreon has three tiers to it. Level one, which I call the angel tier, which is $5 a month. And with this tier, you'll be invited to post on our monthly prayer wall, where you'll have like-minded individuals praying for your prayers every month, including me. Tier two is the Daughters of Zion tier. This tier not only includes the monthly prayer wall, but it also includes the monthly wellness packet. This packet will help you dive deeper in your faith with helpful study tools. These study tools will include a specific area of growth each individual month. This packet will also include healthy recipes as well as trendy fashion advice and outfit picks for that month. Now tier three is what I call the Archangel tier. Now if you really just want to help financially bless this podcast and ministry, then this might be the tier for you. It includes everything from tier one and tier two. But this is really just if you want to give a little something extra. The word tells us in 1 Timothy 5.18 that a laborer is worthy of his wages. As much as I love doing these podcasts, there's a lot of work, time, effort, and money that goes into creating each individual podcast. So if you want to support the ministry, please feel free to head over to the Patreon and join our community. And just a reminder, this is not a form of tithe. You should not be tithing to any podcast platform. Tithe to your church. This is just a ministry that you want to donate to. Thank you so much again. I really appreciate the love and support. So without further ado, let's get into today's episode. Hey, hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Fierce and Free. We are kicking off the series of Even After with the one and only Eve. Now, whether you love her or hate her, she brings a lot to the table, and we need to dive into her story. We can learn a lot from her, besides, you know, changing the course of humanity and completely disobeying God's one rule they had in the garden. We need to talk about it, okay? Okay, but seriously, I actually don't dislike Eve, and if you do... You're a hypocrite, okay? You and I sin every single day. She just happened to be the first one to do it. It was bound to happen, okay? Humans sinning was inevitable. But with that being said, let's unpack her story. All right, so in Genesis 2.19, it says, Now the Lord God had formed out of the ground all the wild animals and all the birds in the sky. He brought them to the man to see what he would name them. And whatever man he called each living creature, that was his name. So the man gave names to all the livestock, to the birds in the sky and all the wild animals. But for Adam, no suitable helper was found. So the Lord God caused the man to fall into a deep sleep. And while he was sleeping, he took one of the man's ribs and then closed up the place with flesh. Then the Lord God made a woman from the rib he had taken out of the man and he brought her to the man. The man said, this is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman for she was taken out of man. That is why a man leaves his father and mother and is united to his wife and they become one flesh. God's creative work wasn't complete until he made the woman. And yes, he could have absolutely made the woman from dust. But the symbolism is that when a man and a woman are joined together in marriage, you become one flesh. Now, God knew Adam needed a suitable helper. So he created the woman so that she would complete him. When looking for a spouse, try and find someone that will compliment you. What are areas that you lack in that you need help with? 
whether this is finances or self-control, you're each other's helpers. You were created to better each other so that you could be stronger to grow the kingdom of God. Now, we've talked about this before, but it's important that we touch on this again because I see a lot of people putting marriage on a pedestal. And though I'm a huge advocate for marriage, I do not think people should get married just to get married. Marriage should not be taken lightly. A lot of people go into marriage with the mindset that, okay, if this doesn't work out, I can always leave. They go into it with the idea that this is a contract and not a covenant. You and your spouse are imperfect sinners and are flawed. This is why they say dating is a battle and marriage is a war. Satan hates marriage because it was created by God. And anything that was created by God, Satan wants to destroy. People think that once we get married, it'll be a lot easier. And I'm going to tell you, that's a big fat lie. There will be more attacks on your relationship, more strain on your marriage. Did you know that worldly marriages have a 50% divorce rate? But couples who read the word together, serve together, and go to church together have a 90% successful marriage rate. Your relationship and marriage will be tested, but God can restore your marriage and prepare you for when you're ready for that commitment. Let's read on. Now the serpent was more crafty than any of the wild animals the Lord God had made. He said to the woman, did God really say you must not eat from any tree in the garden? The woman said to the serpent, we may eat fruit from the trees in the garden, but God did say you must not eat fruit from the tree that was in the middle of the garden and you must not touch it or you will die. You will surely not die, the serpent said to the woman, for God knows that when you eat from it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. When the woman saw that the fruit of the tree was good for food and pleasing to the eye and also desirable for gaining wisdom, she took some and ate it. She also gave some to her husband who was with her and he ate it. Then the eyes of both of them were opened and they realized they were naked. So they sewed fig leaves together and made coverings for themselves. When God created the woman, Adam was enamored with her immediately because Eve was made specifically for Adam. She was a mystery. So inevitably, Adam was going to be interested. And it also didn't hurt that her bahubes were hanging out in the open. Okay, she was naked. Eve became Adam's weakness. His role in this union was to protect her and to be willing to lay down his life for her and to love her as Christ loves us. So when the serpent saw this, he knew that he wasn't going to be able to persuade Adam. He knew that this was Adam's weakness. He knew that if he could break Eve, she could break Adam. And then as soon as she touched the fruit, she became imperfect. She became sinful. Now, here's where it gets tricky, and I will let you make your own conclusion. So stay with me. Now, there's two options. The first option, a lot of people think, oh my gosh, Adam was easily persuaded. She was naked, so it just made it easier for him to eat the fruit. He was like, oh, I mean, she's so hot. I'll do whatever she wants. Fine, give me the apple. We don't know if it was an apple. I take that back. Give me the fruit. So that's option one. Okay, people look down on Adam. They think, oh gosh, Adam, you're so weak for listening to the woman. That's option one. But here's option two. And personally, this is what I believe. The more that I studied this and the more that I brought this to the Lord, this is what I think actually happened. Adam loved Eve so much. And what has God called man to do? 
to lay down their lives for their wives. And what's the order of the family unit? God, husband, wife, children. And if you're a dog lover, dog. (laughs) If you're a cat lover, leave. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Our husbands are our covering between us and God, ladies. When Adam saw that Eve ate that fruit in that moment, he knew that she would surely die because of what God said. Adam, as the husband, ate the fruit to be the covering between Eve and God's wrath. Adam was willing to take the hit for Eve because he was willing to lay down his life for her. Now, the reason that I believe this is because of what it says in 1 Corinthians, that Jesus is the second Adam. Jesus laid down his life for us because he loved us so much that he didn't want us to see the wrath of God. Satan knew that the woman was Adam's weakness. A strong man whose one task was laying down his life for his wife to be the covering of the household. And he did just this, but unfortunately, this cost him his life because of her sin. Sin has repercussions, and he did still sin against the Lord. As women, we are called to submit to our husbands, and vice versa. Husbands, submit to your wives. Ephesians 5, 21-33 Wives and husbands, submit yourselves to one another because of your reverence for Christ. Wives, submit yourselves to your husbands as to the Lord. For a husband has authority over his wife just as Christ has authority over the church. And Christ is himself the savior of the church, his body. And so wives submit themselves completely to their husbands, just as church submits itself to Christ. Verse 25, husbands love your wives just as Christ loved the church and gave his life for it. He did this to dedicate the church to God by his word after making it clean by washing it in water in order to present the church to himself in all its beauty, pure and faultless without a spot or wrinkle or any imperfection. Men ought to love their wives just as they love their own bodies. A man who loves his wife loves himself. None of us ever hate our own bodies. Instead, we feed them and take care of them just as Christ does the church. For we're the members of his body. As the scripture says, For this reason, a man will leave his father and mother and unite with his wife, and the two will become one. There's a deep secret truth revealed in the scripture, which I understand as applying to Christ and the church, but it also applies to you. Every husband must love his wife as himself, and every wife must respect her husband. After commanding the wives to submit to their husbands, Paul turns his attention to the husbands by commanding them to love their wives. This is sacrificial love. Wives are tasked with the job of submitting to their husbands. And let's clarify what the submission means. This is, and I I read this article and I think it articulated it perfectly. God appointed leadership role given to the husband. Submission does not imply an inherent inferiority. Christ is equal in status to the father, but willingly submits himself to his father's will. In the same way, women are equal in value and worth to men since both are created in God's image. But based on God's design, men and women assume different roles in the marriage relationship. So women, this is saying that it is the wife's willing submission to the leadership of her husband, unless the husband's leadership is out of line with God's word and law. 
In the same token, husbands must love their wives as Christ loved the church to be willing to lay down their life for her. This is sacrificial love. Now, I know we live in this day and age where feminists want to rule the world and they don't want no man helping them. They think that I am an independent woman. I don't need no man. In fact, I am better than the man. Okay, so you're saying that your way is higher and better than God's way. That's what you're saying. Even though we already discussed that 50% of worldly marriages end a divorce and 90% of people who walk in line with God's word and way have successful marriages. Sure, your way's better. Keep going with that idea and see how it works out for you. God is very clear that the man and woman have different roles. And I think it's so wild that that is the exact attack strategy from the enemy. The enemy tells the man that your masculinity is toxic. You need to be more like the woman. In fact, you should just quit being a man altogether. The woman is better than you. And if you don't agree, then you're a misogynistic bigot. And then he turns to the woman and says, you're better than the man. All men are self-righteous pigs. You don't need to respect them because those men who take sleeping with a woman as a holy union from God are just prudes. Prudes who can't get laid. In fact, when you sleep with a guy, it makes them like you even more. And if you get pregnant, you don't have to worry about it. You can just ruin that man's life by murdering his baby. It's your right. The enemy pins the woman and the man against each other. He tells us that we can do each other's roles better than the other. But if we only knew our worth and role in Christ and became the full potential God sees in us, we would be a threat to the enemy rather than his prey. Let's move on. Do you notice how immediately after Adam was confronted by God, he blamed the woman? Verse 312, the man said, the woman you put here with me, she gave me some fruit from the tree and I ate it. Notice how he pointed the finger to Eve after he had already sinned because as soon as Adam touched the fruit, he became a sinful man. Pointing fingers, blaming someone else for his own actions. Before he touched the fruit, he was ready to lay down his life for her. He was enamored with the woman. Now, mm-mm, girl, mm, you stay away from me, you little sinner. She's the one who made me do it, Lord. Her, not me. I'm the good one. I was good before you brought her. It's her fault, not mine. But don't be so quick to judge Adam. Adam was perfect before he touched the fruit. He's now a sinful man in a fallen world. You and I are no better than him. We sin every day. And then we point the fingers at the enemy and say it's his fault, even though it is our own flesh that has evil desires. Adam and Eve were perfect examples of humanity. Even though they sinned and they changed the course of humanity, God still used their story for his glory. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this day, Lord. God, first and foremost, please cleanse us of our sins before we go into your presence, God. Lord Jesus, I, I, I thank you for bringing whoever needed to hear this podcast today, Lord. I hope that, that it blessed them and that it opened their eyes to, to what's happening in their own life and that they're able to apply this to their lives today, God. Lord, please help us to to take accountability for our own fleshly desires, Lord. Please help us to know where we need to change. Please help us to stay strong during these attacks and temptation that the enemy brings in our way, Lord Jesus. Lord, we are so excited to go into heaven with you, Lord, and to meet you in the clouds one day. But until then, keep us strong. Help us to put on the full armor of God every day, Lord. Please, Heavenly Father, bless us, God. Thank you so much. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 
All right, everybody, I really hope that you enjoyed today's episode. Please remember to hit that like and subscribe and share if you enjoyed this episode. Also, please remember to sign up for the Patreon if you feel called to do so. Join us next week as we uncover the story of Sarah and what we can learn from her. But until next time, please remember that you are fierce and free because of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. All right, everyone, have a good week. Bye!